How are you? How was training? Oh, so good. So good. I, um, Tiago's just been telling me to go for stuff, like mm-hmm. stop missing the boat on my opportunities and just go for it and experiment. Mm-hmm. And that's working for me a lot. Um, good. Yeah, and also um, one of the interesting things, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a further development in my story about my stripes. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told you this, but... So I went back to Tiago and I was like, am I the only one who's gone to you and asked you like if I um, or, or thought I thought you were giving me a stripe and you weren't, you, were, you just didn't even call my name. He's like, no, man, that happens sometimes. And it's more awkward for me even than for you. It's, it's a horrible thing, right? So then he goes, but actually we've changed the way we do it now and we do it based on time. We both do it mm. attendance. And actually, I think we owe you two or three stripes. So then I'm even like, at colored. Even at colors. So this is the interesting thing because now my attitude to like first of all, I had this whole story that I wasn't good enough. Like that just disappeared when he's now that he's changed that system, right? So that's now my view of it is well, I've just got to get really technical. It's not that I'm not doing anything good enough. I've got to keep showing up. I've got to be super consistent. And, um, and, and that's what really matters now, not trying to win mm. a match to try and be better, you know, yeah, yeah. trying to just get technically better and show up as much as I can. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so much more relaxed about jiu-jitsu all of a sudden. Because Were you uptight? What's that? Were you uptight? Just constantly trying to prove myself, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, so I've given that up and I'm very... But it's just a hobby, yeah? Yes, but see, I set this goal to be red belt before I die. And that's like, uh, that's so, yeah. like for that, I have to be black belt for 45 years. And for yeah. that, I you need to, to live to 100. Belt. Yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to live to 100 and get to black belt before 50. That's my game. And that's really pushing it. So, but aren't you 48? Like, yep. So, or at least, let's say, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's say 53, right? That makes me like 97 or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. more older when I get my red belt. There's yeah. Such a go. It's such a go. So there's a bit of urgency. But the urgency now is to show up to like as many classes as I can and pace myself and be technical. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, the purple belt's about that. Yeah, I reckon that's about sort of discovering your game, really honing in mm. what your game is, what makes you um, – player or what's your what's your style and you really get really good at that and then for me I think Brown was more looking at the things I wasn't so good at and going into a a bit of a partly why I mean maybe it's just me that I didn't enjoy that belt so much but looking at what else do I need to round myself off a bit more whereas purple is really sharpening those tools in your arsenal that you've already built through white and blue because it's so much yeah jiu-jitsu is just so vast that yeah you just can't keep on top of – you can't, even at Black Belt, know everything about everything. So you use mm. Purple Belt to really drive home your game and get really good at a couple of things. That's how I see it anyway. Well, I don't know. If that, that works for me. I love that. So I'll use the rest of Purple Belt to yeah. get better at my strengths and I'll devote Brown yeah. Belt to, to kind yeah. of filling in my weaknesses. Yeah, and, that's it. That's Well, that's how I – I mean, I'm not saying – I mean, that's the thing too. Did you do so – anyone everyone's got their own way of doing mm. it so what works for me and yeah, yeah i hope i hope he comes on soon because he's got a, like a 
heap to say. I don't want to waste this recording just on us, Gas Baby. No, we, can, we can start it We on. can do a second one. Very Let's good. make work for Theo and his editing, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Theo. Shout out to Theo. Yeah. His partner and our editor is always like just – he's been – just relentless in his yeah end. we've done a heap yeah he's um um i just how many has he done he's probably done 50 episodes or something like that yeah yep and uh yeah, yeah it's very generous of him to do it he enjoys it though because he watches the episodes at the same time and he, he feels very connected to the jiu-jitsu community as a result is my understanding so that's yes right. yeah that's right that's yeah. right i just yeah. sent him a message asking um so I'm pretty sure he's just sitting in hotel waiting to do it. And he messaged us yesterday asking if we're on. Right. What's he doing in a hotel? What's happening? He's hotel quarantining. Oh, really? That's our second hotel but, quarantine guest. Yeah, so he's just come back from Masters Worlds. He won a silver there. Oh, shit. So there's a That's current Masters Worlds to talk about. Yes. Oh. Yes, this year. So he took... Wow. The decision, I don't know if you can see his Facebook. I don't know if you're friends with him on Facebook. And he tore his MCL and everybody was saying, don't go. You're crazy. What are you doing? He kept training. He went and he he won a silver. So he went in the open as well. I don't know. I think he's Masters too. Cool. Let me share my screen just briefly and show the the people that before he comes on. Yeah. It could be. so, So, yeah. So share screen. Today was day two. Yeah, that's what he said. When are you in quarantine? He said, long time in jail. Uh-huh. So yeah. he's, yeah. yeah. It's the start of the year. I was preparing to come to the world. And exactly 18 weeks ago, I had a grade two tear on my MCL meniscus, injured my tendon mm-hmm. and my calf. Everyone told me that would be that it would be impossible to come and fight at such a high level event. But who knows me? Knows that when I want something, no one can say that I can't. I'm the most stubborn guy ever. I did my rehab. Tried not putting my knee in some positions that weren't comfortable. And even though my meniscus wasn't anywhere near perfect, everything went smoothly during my camp with all my boys from Southside BJJ. Uh, my strength and conditioning program under Miguel was perfect. Of course, I sacrificed my weekends training and didn't spend quality time with my family. But luckily, my beautiful wife knew how much this meant to me. After all that, if you live in Australia, you know the drama to leave and come back to our country. And once again, everyone told me not to come to the USA, but you know me. And here I am in Vegas competing in the World Masters 2021. I had incredible matches against high-level opponents, winning one of my matches against the Pan Am's champion of 2021. But unfortunately, I lost my final against a good friend of mine, Rafael Lang, in a very close match. I qualified uh, for open weight, and I thought, why not? But unfortunately, I lost in the quarterfinals. My body just couldn't go any further. I didn't achieve my dream today. Don't feel bad for me because I'm fucking happy. Second best in the world, baby. And now Sarah will have to let me come again. The lesson that I want to pass with this message is if you have a dream, go forward. Don't let anyone say that you can't do. Work hard. Be humble. Be honest. Surround yourself with good people. Be grateful. And one day that dream will come true. God bless you all. Thank you, all coaches and students from Southside BJJ. Hashtag good vibes only. And without his sponsors, and his sponsors are Martial Art and Autism, Hyperfly, Renaissance Chempro, Caruso, St. George on Mermaid, and a secret one. You know who you are, legend. Thank you. We'll have to find out who this, uh, 
It is uh, a secret one is. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, this is. I think he's coming on now. I think he's okay, just great. in the background. He just sent you a message, yeah, to say he'll be there soon. Yeah. Wow, some beasts in there. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. So that's right. what I thought. But I mean, Southside MMA. I don't know if you know that that club in the Gold Coast is one of the biggest ones there. A lot of very big guys there. A lot of Islanders. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. This. Yeah. this is their website. Cool. And they have very good kids program, a couple of women's only classes. And do you know about this club so, so well? No, same. So this is when I went up to the Gold Coast, Tiago told me, like, go train there. This is, oh, this is wow. They're good. Um, the the number of Islanders scared me, though. And so yeah. that's why I went and trained with Jason Robig. <laughs> that yeah, that's a size time. difference. All right. <laughs> Vicente is here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Nice. Well, sorry about that. It's fine. You, man, we've had to deal with way worse than this kickstart into the show, don't you? Every worry. time. Yeah, I did one before that happened exactly the same. Yeah. 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 All right. Welcome to another episode of Roll or Die. Today Thank we have you. for you Mr. Vicente Cavalcanti. Uh, head coach at Southside MMA and yeah. hot on the heels of a silver medal at 2021 World Masters. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, is that my medal? Yes, please. And you yeah. are coming to us straight from hotel quarantine in Sydney, yeah? yeah? Your hotel quarantining yeah, that's now. My, that's my jail for two weeks. Well, two weeks, man. We got a little exercise bike over there. I rent a bike and few weights. Yeah, I make my wheel so here on the on the wall. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so no one can come and visit you. Can you speak to other? Do you get to see other people? No, my window, my window doesn't open. Their door is closed. Oh, man, wow. it's insane. Is that like an anti-climax for you coming off this high? Of, yeah. of achieving this and then coming back here to just sit in a hotel room? Oh, yeah, man, I can't complain. I think uh, I've been playing this as well for a long time. Like, uh, I bought like my video game, my computer, so I can do like my I'm doing heaps of stuff. Like, I'm doing the program for the gym for next year. Yeah, I'm changing my table, you know, like, I have so much things that I was behind. Yeah, I need to, to catch up. Yeah. So, yeah, watch Actually, a movie, yeah. drink wine. <laughs> I think why nice. I think like you know you refer to it as jail. I think that's what happens in jail. Like people go one of yeah. the ways in jail, and a lot of people develop themselves. A lot of people grow yeah. in jail because what else are you going to do? You either learn or yeah. you go backwards. You know, so yeah, you can't get there if you go in the wrong path here, man. If you put your head on the wrong spot. But I have my internet. I can order Uber Eats. You know, like it's <laughs> nice. it's not yeah. it's not, it's Still not first the, world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so tell us about your. We were just reading your Facebook post uh, before you joined us. A little bit about the preparation and things like that. So tell us, because yeah, as you said on that Facebook post, it's crazy to go overseas from Australia now. As you wrote, it it's not easy. So tell us, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. So uh, in 2019, uh, my sponsors and my wife they organized my trip to go to Worlds, and I lost uh, my final. 
So I was like, you know, I was here, want to come back there to compete. Last year we have the COVID. We we still have the comp, but uh, I didn't want to go. 2020. So this year I've been training since I started the year, and then I think it was 18 weeks ago I injured my knee pretty bad. I have like a tear uh, grade shoe on my MCL, my my calf, my tendon, and my meniscus. All in one injury? Like, did it all happen at the same time? Yeah, one time, yeah. Uh, the same injury. And then everyone said, oh, man, you can make it, you can make it. And uh, you can make it. I said, man, I, I will make it. I'm going. Like, how was my plan since the start of the year? So I did everything I could. I did the, you know, the physio, everything. And then I have to have the approval for the government to leave, the exemption. So I got denied first one, and then I didn't accept a try again. Yeah, and I've been trying, and then, yeah, everything will work well. I went there by myself, which is hard sometimes. Like, you know, like if I had someone to scream for me, like be my corner outside, yeah, it would be good. Mm. Yeah, but everything worked well. Like at the end of the day, here I am with the silver medal. Almost, almost is here. I was very close. I was very close to get to the like his. his... Yeah, who did you Sorry? get? To, who did you get to corner you in your matches, or did you have no corner at all? Uh and then my first match, I have a Freddy. Freddy is a uh, Lucas Lepre's cousin. Oh, yeah. We are very good friends, uh, me, Lucas, and his coach. So he has helped me first one, but he has to fight as well. Right. So he left, and then I was by myself. And then wow. by, I knew all my students was looking on the floor grappling. So that was my, that was my, <laughs> every time I went out, look at the cameras, yes. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Rantel, put, yeah. put some of these fights up. Have you got them up there? Yeah, I've got them. Flag grappling. Let's see if we can share the screen. All right. Yeah. So it's you, very exciting. Yeah, I'm, I, I, while I'm sharing it though, so are you saying that, like, at your level, you don't need a corner at all? Like, you can can you see everything that's happening in the match? Can you like? Yeah. You can. Uh, what I I told what I tell my boys like uh, when I like compete, even for my students, I don't like to you know when I get to the comp start. Oh, come on, do the la riva, do the reverse or something. Do you know? I think the guy you do what he he likes to do. He not change his game on the comp. Right. What I like to do for me and for my students, I like to like keep. Come on, man! You got this. You can do it. Mm. You know, you better than him. Yeah, you better than him. So that was that was what I think I I would like to have there. But yeah, yeah. But I have I have the cameras though. <laughs> That's too good. That's amazing. Actually, which of these, brother? Do you think is this a good one, uh, Vicente? Is this a good one to watch? Don't put a. Don't yeah. put a uh, I think my best one was against Diego Gabonal. Okay. He's uh, uh, Gabonal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, this guy, he's actually the current uh, Pan Am champion, and that that was my quarterfinals. So if I if I after this match, I already got medal. Yeah. So that was good wow. for me. Woo. I got goosebumps already, man. Yeah, that was my my probably the biggest opponent on the company was actually my best fight. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Wow. And are you Masters 2? Is that your division? I'm Master 2, yeah. I'm yeah, the oldest one Master 2 now. I think I have one more year. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I have, a, I, have, I have a tough bracket. I have a, my second match was against the Brazilian national. Uh, he, he won his, his weight and open weight. My third match was against Diego Gamonal. He's a Pan Am champion. Mm. And then my semifinal was I got uh, Sapu. Sapu, he's a uh, Hanzo Gracie. He's he fought UFC and he won Pan Ams last year. Wow! Yeah, control yeah. here, man. You are you are a weapon. Look at you go. Yeah, man. I, I when he, I, you know, you feel and uh, you know, like I could feel I would beat him. <laughs> yeah. Halfway, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, talk us through some of this match, man. Talk us through some stuff. Man, he pull, which is a weird because he normally pull guards. This guy, mm -hmm. uh, he normally pass guard. Maybe he had watched you before because I saw some of your others. You seemed pretty fired up. My wife called me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, he pull guard, which is weird. And then uh, I saw he pull. I could like uh, do a smash pass on his leg and then start to work my knee cut. And then on this part here, he holding my lapel, yes. and I couldn't get any cut. Through here, yeah. But then he turned. As soon he turned, I went for the clock choke. But then he was with that grip; he was too strong. He put on my back, and then I couldn't. I, I let it go. I gave up the choke, and I I secured the side control. <clears throat> yeah, that was uh, my probably the biggest name of the comp for me. Yeah, well, here we go. Here we go. This is where you go. Yeah, going. yeah. Oh, nobody's been. Yeah. So he kept that grip, which is strong grip. I still have the choke, but then somehow he dropped me on my back. I lost my balance. Yeah. Were you worried for your knee at all here at any time? Oh, I tried on this position. Actually, I was on my bad knee. I was with the mm. knee cut my bad knee. That's yeah. why I think I couldn't finish my knee cut because it's a yeah. very it's a very strong position for me, the knee cut. Yeah. Then on that side was it's still it's still not hundred percent. Some positions still hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. Are dance. you looking for the points there? You looking yeah, to the rest of the points? I think he was bleeding his mouth, and then uh, oh. I, I thought the reference stopped. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I opened his gift. My mouth is Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that legal? Can you use your mouth as a tool? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He has a weird way to escape from side control. He was trying to turn me over to the opposite side because he holding mm. my arm. So it's, I think on the second time he did, he he actually escaped. Yeah. Yeah, he does this weird thing. Mm, this. Oh wow! Yeah, Closes the arm a lot. That's a big bit of a risk there. And yeah. what's the vibe like out at Masters? So you mentioned about going in 2018. Anton and I actually went that year as well. I went to 2019. 19. Oh, 2019. So how did this one compare? Like, is it still like? Yeah, I love the words Masters because when I, I went to the adults a few times. Yeah. And the adults, I think you know everyone. Uh, everyone is. Is angry. I don't know. All the young guys is angry. They want to kill you or something. 
Yeah. I think they're masters. <laughs> I think they're masters. Everyone is already like a father, you know, have his business. It's just like, you know, have it's more like more chill. No one won't get injured, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily it's five minutes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I just love it. It's such a great atmosphere. But yeah, was there people there. Like, was it? Is there as big a crowd in this kind of COVID ravaged time, or was the crowd? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes? I thought this. I thought this year to be a little bit not so busy like last time, mm-hmm. but it was busier than last time. I think oh. the Master Two have more people than the Master One. Mm, wow. Master Master Chu middleweight. I think they have sixty nine people in one bracket. Mm. Yeah, in black belt. Yeah, it's like seven yeah. men. <laughs> wow, man, you yeah. pass this guy's guard so easily. Like, what? I is know that? that's why. That's that was my best match so for the comp. I you, love that man. How do you? How did you develop yeah. such good guard passing skill? Is that something that you were taught that you studied a lot or? Like, is it something you you like? You seem very athletic when passing guard. So, everyone, everyone uh, think I'm I'm a guard player. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I pull guard, so because it's my safe spot. Mm-hmm. But in the gym, I most of the times I just do pass. Mm-hmm. I just everyone, I'll try practice on top. Unless I'm doing specific training, I have to start on the border. But most of the time, I, I'm doing pass. Right. I think also. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm me and Lucas Lepper, we start uh, we start together as a white belt. Amazing. And, and why, me and Lucas is a very good friend. Huh. We spend the day there one day. And then uh, after Lucas succeed like he did, he's like my my I'm one of the biggest fans of Lucas Lepper. And uh, for me he's one of the best ever. Yeah. So I'm I'm studying him a lot. And then I think the way he passed everything, so I just, I don't know. I just, he just inspired me to, to, to learn how to pass. And wow. yeah, I mean, practice a lot pass. Oh, that's awesome. Man. I'm inspired to see, like seeing you pass guard like that. That's what I want to do now. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back and studying some of these matches with. Who, who are you guys training with? We train with Tiago. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I love so, he's, probably, he's probably so happy this week because he's uh, the biggest soccer team rival of his team won in Brazil. Right. So oh, we'll good. have to ask him about that. Oh, he'll tell yeah. us. I'm sure he'll tell us. He's a uh, he's he. I think he's Corinthians. His team. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. Him and yeah. I think they both love that team. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. biggest rival is Palmeiras. Palmeiras won this week the biggest comp in Brazil. Oh, wow. Oh, maybe he won't talk about it then. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make you guys pay push-ups. Tell us us about your your beginning. So you mentioned about Lucas, but so you you started in Rio? And then how did you discover jiu-jitsu? Yeah, so my – I'm born in Rio, but I live in this town called Uberaba. Uberaba is like a country town. In the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the Brazil. It's a small town from Brazil. We have like 300,000 people. It's very small. We didn't have jiu-jitsu for um, probably until when I, st- I started to 18. 
I think jiu-jitsu was in my town for one year before that. So it's, you know, didn't have jiu-jitsu for a long time. And my uncle, my uncle in Brazil, he's, uh, my uncle in Brazil, he's a very famous comedian in Brazil. Oh. Everyone knows my uncle. And he was a number six. They stood the number six of Carson Grace. So he is like old school. And he always told me to start training, always my whole life. But you didn't have it in my town. Mm. And all my cousins training. And <clears throat> as soon as you just got to my town, I start. I start more to lose weight. I was a little bit chubby. Mm. So I started to, to learn to lose weight. And then I compete in my first comp, I think it was two months after. And then I lost to this guy. His nickname is Big Cow. <laughs> He's huge. <laughs> and then he he was green belt already, and he beat me by two points. I said, oh, man, this guy been training for a long time, and then, you know, I have just two more. He beat two points. I, I think I just love the first comp I did, man. The mm. first comp I did, said, uh, that's what I want to do. And then I I started doing every, every comp I had. And then my coach, uh, his name is uh, Mauro Schweng. He used to train under Sergio Bolan, which is from Carson Grace as well. But he gave me his, he gave me my purple belt and moved to Portugal. And then he said, oh, now you start to teach the lunch class and this guy teach the night class. I never teach for class in my life. Like, wow. <laughs> I was shy. But I have two options. You stop training or teach do my own thing and i really want i didn't want to stop training and then what's hard because we didn't have youtube we didn't have uh, online classes you know like i have like few magazines i used to go to sao paulo seminars everywhere to, to try learn more wow. and my town didn't have many guys who train as well so i have a car i finished my university i used to pick up like those you know those school bus? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to pick up like five guys on the street. Even uh, some guys actually live on the street. I took two guys from the street, gave them oh. a gi. Oh, my God. Yeah. God. One is actually black belt now, and he has his gym, which is pretty cool. His name is uh, Wesley. And then, uh, yeah, we, I, I did my thing. I tried to learn, you know, like learn from here, from there a little bit. Did a lot of mistakes that I can see now, <laughs> but was the only way. Man, you're wow. an amazing human being. Holy shit. So <laughs> you took guys from the street, gave them gear, yeah. and now they're yeah. black belts. Like that, you gave yeah. these people a future they would never have had. Yeah. Otherwise, man. Exactly. I have even response to talk about this. Uh, he, he, actually, he, he, he passed on a federal university as well after. Yeah. And he's like a qualified uh, personal trainer today. He has his gym, it's, which is amazing. That's why we have this show, man. You're exactly the reason why we have this show. Because that's, that's the power of the jiu-jitsu community, man. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry about my nose, guys. My, the air con here is killing me. Yeah, understood. What brought you to Australia? What? How did you leave Brazil? Oh, everyone asked me this. It's the only question... No, I think it was my path. I came, I didn't have anyone here. I didn't have one friend here. Actually, I have one friend in Sydney, but I was in Gold Coast. I didn't speak English. Uh, 
I don't know. I just, I don't surf, so I don't, it's weird to go to if you don't surf. Yeah. It's just meant to be, I think. And how long I have think. you been here in Australia? When did you arrive? <laughs> I arrived on the, uh, January 2010. Okay. 11 yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Ooh, so, and- I don't know why I chose Australia. I think everyone was going to America, Europe. I just you like to do things different. And so you were already a black belt when you came here? No. I, no. I came as a brown belt. Mm-hmm. But I was brown belt already for like, I think, three or four years. And then I moved to Australia. I missed a few gradings. I missed one grade. I have a... Uh, before I moved to Australia, I lost my father, I lost my job, I lost my my ex girlfriend. I was in the, I was in a no good spot my mm. my head at the moment. Mm. And then I lost few seminars, like few gradings. I, I think I, I don't know people tell keep telling me I was supposed to get my black belt on those days. Yeah. But uh, again, I think it was meant to be. I came as a brown belt. I did good as a brown belt against black belts, and I think. That's why I create my name here and build my mm. my little reputation. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. amazing. So what about you you done a lot of competing right since the beginning? What like it sounds like you've never been nervous about competing, or do you get nervous? Or how do you do what's your pre-comp kind of ritual mindset, <laughs> that sort of stuff? Man, uh, there's this thing say you don't get nervous. It, who say that is liar. <laughs> Okay, yeah. everyone, everyone get nervous you know you just need to learn how to deal with the nervous mm-hmm. you know like uh, I, I i'm not a big fan like i said i went to america i love competing in america i love competing in melbourne because i don't have many students around me yeah when i fight when i fight in here in gold coast it's pretty hard for me because I have like 100 kids trained with me. They sit all around the mat and say, go V, go V. That thing killed me, man. I got I, that, that make me nervous. Really? But cheering, yeah. cheering makes you nervous. Yeah. yeah. Everyone watch me. I think, you know, like they see you like, uh, they think you're like unbeatable or something. So it's hard, but you know, yeah, but I still get nervous, man. Everyone got nervous. I just try to try, you know, like be, do the same things I normally do in the gym. Mm. And yeah, try, don't put too much pressure. Mm. I think if I do all my preparation, like my condition training, my strength condition, you know, like all my routine, my, my roles, I have, when I go compete, I have a schedule for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So if I complete all those weeks, like perfect, I don't have injury. And then, I go to the comp, I know I did my best, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't have to, if I win or lose, at least I did, I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that helped with my nerves as well. Visualize as well. I try to visualize a lot. Mm-hmm. What, like do you visualize. what do you visualize? Huh? What? Visualize I'm winning. Okay. If you can visualize, you can, you can achieve, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. Right. And your gym, Southside, is a powerhouse uh, gym. You you have a lot of big guys there as well. Like yeah. it, it's interesting because your um, timetable. You have a lot of kids classes, very strong kids program. You have yeah. a lot of women's classes as well. But you also have a lot of bigger guys. So have you got any yeah. advice for any of our listeners out there about how to deal with bigger guys on the mat? I'm asking that 
partly for myself as well because my partner is a bigger guy and I yeah. want to know how to deal with uh, with that in training because it's a challenge for all of us, yeah? How, as a, I mean, you're a heavyweight, but uh, I'm sure that these guys are a lot bigger. Look, everyone think uh, Southside have just big guys because when we start the gym, like I said, I moved in 2010, January. And in 2010, November, I started teaching Southside and was in Woodridge, South Brisbane. And it was a Maori church. We used to take the mats off and train. So everyone was here. It was big. Like I was having... Like, I mean, like big, very big. And you used to go to the comps, like with 23 guys, and you win the comp because everyone was big. Yeah. So everyone thinks outside those big guys, but not anymore. Like, we have big guys, but also have a lot of small guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but your question put your husband on lapel guard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that a go. It's funny because he's been watching and uh, YouTube and he was thinking that's a good guard for a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah, see a lot of bigger guys playing guard in general. Oh, well, you're on mute. My wife again. Uh, oh, guard work for everyone, I think, for small, big guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll remember that. I will remember yeah. that. Yeah. So you've been there 10 years now uh, and it's really grown because it's it's one of the biggest clubs on the Gold Coast for sure. Look, I'm very proud to say like when we started the gym in 2010 and then uh, I, because I moved to Australia, I was training with Daniel Lima, was close to my house. And then I started training with uh, Puma, uh, Puma, with Vincent That's where I started. I started at Puma, man. I did. That was my first club, yeah. Vincent Lenny, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Vincent Perry, man, I love that guy, seriously. He's great. I I can't thank him for everything he did for me. Like, he opened the doors and I competed for him. My first Pempex was under him, but I was already teaching Southside. Because I promised him I was going to compete for his team. And one day I was, I was, I was between go home and stay. And these guys from Brisbane called me, called Vincent actually, to ask about me. Yeah. And then Vincent said, oh man, Vincent is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And, and then the guys invited me to go teach. And then because Vincent, I have everything I have. So I'm very thankful for Vincent. Wow. Yeah. We should get him on the show one day, actually. That's what we should do. Yeah. His name's been brought up a lot. We've also had one of your uh, teammates, Pasha, on with Tiago. They, yeah. they did oh, an yeah. analysis of their boa fight once yeah. once before as well. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of beasts coming out of your academy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then since the 2010, we won every single Queensland States. We lost, actually lost one. Right. We lost one. I think... Uh, yeah, we lost one Queensland State for infinity. And then this year was our biggest achievement because we won kids, female, male, and overall. We won the four divisions, which is and yeah. today it was our 10th title. Yeah. So it was wow. pretty cool. That's yeah. what, what's the what's the kind of what's the scene like, the jiu-jitsu scene on the Gold Coast like at the moment? Like how would you is it is it growing? Is it exciting? Yeah. Gold Coast is like, uh, have you guys been Gold Coast? 
yeah. I lived there for 10 years, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know you know how is uh, the surfing Gold Coast? You go to the beach and have 100,000 people in the water. Yeah. It's like with Jiu-Jitsu now. You go every every neighborhood. Like in Berlin, I think have seven schools. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know why people don't open up somewhere else. There's so many here. But... <laughs> they want to be near you, like, man. That's why. No, I want to be close to the beach, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, probably your greatest achievement, what we haven't talked about, and you have probably two of the cutest kids that I've ever seen. Anton, can you share maybe his, uh, I think it's your cover photo on Facebook. I don't know. I don't want to make you miss them more because of the situation you're in at the moment, being away from them. But can you tell us a little bit about fatherhood, how how that's gone for you, how, how that's changed things for you? Uh, we have a kid's. It's a big challenge. I was talking with my friend another day. He just had a baby. And I think one thing they should teach us in school is a little bit of parenting. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, when you have a baby, they assume you have a baby, you left the hostel, it's on your own. Especially for, for me, I don't have family here. Like I have my wife's family here, but my mom, all my family is, is not here. And her family lives in New South Wales, so it's actually... But, uh, it's just me and her. So most yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenge because we need to learn. Now with this second one, we're already, we think we are pros. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but the first one was hard because I used to go close to the court and keep here at night if she's, she's if she's briefing or no, because yeah, I was... I remember doing yeah. that, man. It's a, it was like something yeah. you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I was freaking out. Yeah. 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 But it's good. And now both start training. They train, not with me, they train with Coach Miguel in my gym. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was that yeah, on they, purpose or was that just the way it happened or did you decide to do that, not to coach them? Uh, I, because I don't teach the... We opened this class for three to four years old. And Three coach me. That's yeah, young. Yeah, I know. My earliest class, four to four to seven. And then Miguel said, Oh man, why you don't open three to four? We do a like small class. Mm. It's been work. Miguel is amazing with kids, and you should the kids love that guy. He's a have you have you guys seen Miguel? Miguel's like a Shrek, he's like huge. Awesome. <laughs> he's such a soft guy, you know. So, so the kids love him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gracie, yeah. the Gracie. I don't know what what you guys do there, but I know I've seen the Gracie curriculum for kids, and it is my like my son did it, and it's like they get to be monkeys. It's not like yeah, jitsu. It's just like so. Yeah, yeah, no, four, yeah the three to four, man. You can't ask it to you know. It's more games. Uh, learn how to push, how to fall. Yeah, four to seven or the five to seven, because in in Southside we have a uh, four to seven, five to seven beginners. Five to seven advanced, eight to thirteen, eight to fourteen beginners, eight to fourteen advanced. So the the advanced kids train exactly like adults. Like we can teach exactly the adults, but in the end you have to do some games where they have fun. But they train exactly like adults. That's amazing. But the people boys. Yeah. Yeah. I I also if I teach my kids, I don't think they're gonna do much. Uh, they have to do it with someone else. They don't listen to you. They listen, but 
you know, <laughs> they are the ones that you can't, you know, they try to be, and I'm the pushover in my house. Like my wife is the tough one. <laughs> so whatever they ask me, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. If you could go back in time and talk to like purple belt you or blue belt you, no, purple, because I think probably yeah. the average <laughs> is blue or purple of our kind of, of our episodes but what would you tell your future self like what or yeah what would you what would you say to make the journey kind of better for jiu-jitsu bro like if you give yourself a piece of advice what would it be yeah like uh like i said i, I learned i i have to teach myself when i was color belts mm. i still you know it's still the same and then um one advice i'll do it back in the day I used to think if I do like those killer, killer, like you almost dying warm ups and then start roll was a good thing. Cause if I go compete, I was be fresh. That's definitely something I can see now. It was my mistake. Mm. Like I don't do hard warm ups anymore. I do like focus on the drills specifically and then rolls or sometimes just rolls. Mm. And I think I focus all my energy on my jiu-jitsu. If I want to do something else, I do another time doing, you know, strength condition. Mm. And that would, I think, definitely change a lot wow. for me. So what you're saying is yeah. don't use the, the warm-up strength and conditioning session. Use the warm-up as a warm-up and, and, and focus on jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but, but before, back in the day, I think everyone used to do this. We used to do, like, so a lot of warm-ups. Yeah. By the end of the warm-ups, you couldn't even walk and you go train. Yeah. And then you go train, you die. You can't you, you don't do jujitsu. You do like survive. Mm. And one of my one of the camps I did in America, I remember saying, this guy doesn't do warm-ups. And then I asked her, I was in Cobrinha. And Cobrinha said, No, no, we do the guys come here to learn jujitsu. They're gonna focus on the jujitsu. Like do all his energy is gonna focus on the jiu-jitsu. If you want to do something else, you go go do crossfit, go do you know sometime another time, it, another time of the day, another time mm. of the day because you you get more chance to get injured. Mm. You don't do your best in the rows, you know. Like mm. when you go compete, you get there, you do fewer more like five minutes or more, ten minutes or more, and you go row. You don't do like you know. You have to be very similar for what you practice to the to the match yeah so that's definitely what i would change my life and the interesting As thing about the jiu-jitsu world is that like the jiu-jitsu world shames purple belts and above for not doing the warm-up properly like that's obviously yeah. that. <laughs> for making the warm-ups <laughs> yeah it's good yeah. advice so no, no, don't take me wrong not warm up warm up do a little warm up you have to <laughs> Prepare your body, <laughs> you know, don't show up after the class. <laughs> yeah. We're nearly out of time, but on that, have you got any final sort of tips or anything for longevity? I mean, you're still, you're a master's too, you're, you're younger than Anton and I, but have you got any advice to help our listeners stay on the mat and stay healthy into their later years? Uh, definitely don't have egg on the mat. When something hurts, tap. When, uh, you know, if you see you in the bad position, like especially now with my knee, I saw someone put the lahiv on that knee, I was stopping, asked to change another side, mm. you know, like don't, like I tap for a lot of times in my training, like train is training, you don't need to be worried about tapping and, you know, like 
if you tap, Laura tell my students, if you tap, if some hurt and you tap, you're going to shake hand and start again in five seconds. Mm. If you get, if you have ego and you don't tap, you're going to stay six months, three months without training. Yeah. So this is not the point. Mm. Like, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. stretch. I love stretch as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, good. I think I'm in out of jail or, or coming to us live from jail has been enjoyable. <laughs> it's certainly been enjoyable for me. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, man, I can't wait to leave this place. Oh, How like many more days? More. What day are you on now? Uh, day eight. Oh, wow. So I live, I live here Tuesday. All right. Well, we'll yeah. have this out. It'll be a couple of weeks. We have a few others banked up. But if when we get it out, if you could please share it. We have yeah, a little yeah. bit of a following, but even more following, especially your club up there. We would love to have uh, some more Queenslanders listening to us. So please. Yeah, please. And when you guys come to the Gold Coast, please come train with us as well. Sounds great. Once we're allowed in. <laughs> we're yeah. still not in. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Stuck here Stuck in Victoria. Yeah. How do you guys there now? You guys locked down? Or? Oh, we aren't, time. but the borders are still closed for some yeah. states. Yeah, we still yeah. can't. Who knows? Who knows yeah, when? Know. We're, when training like, we're training like maniacs while we can. The good thing yes. is we've been through is when yeah. we train with we go for it. So. Yeah. I can't wait to roll, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining right. us and um, yeah, enjoy. Hopefully Thank you we so can, much uh, for having me. Thank yeah. you. Thank uh, you. you guys enjoy. Back we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.